Okay. <laughs> well, we may as well start then. Um, welcome. We are two guys from Geelong, and we're going to be talking a bit of shit. Yeah, so let's see if this turns into a regular thing. That's the dream. Um, but the idea is we're going to be talking some stuff about you know gaming and hobby and painting and stuff. Um, and that's stuff about as good. structured as we've got so far. Pretty much. I know we're we're both guys that uh, like to have fun, like to have a few games. I don't think either of us are overly competitive. So no. Thus the name. Um, we'll try and keep things on a very casual basis um you know these days there's so many different games that you can try and play and you know we might have a go at a couple of them and see how we go <laughs> that's it and that's probably a uh, pretty key call out is there is enough content out there for how to be super good at a game and in de- no you're not getting that nah, that's, not, that's not us you are not getting that information so if that's what you're looking for go elsewhere <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of other podcasts that'll do that, and it will go in depth. And um, you know, some of us at this table have even had a bit of experience with those. But it's yeah, this is not what this is about. No. We are casual gamers. We are pretty thoughtless in general. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what you'll get is uh, uneducated opinions and uh, you know a, a lot of talk that will be completely indefensible. Excellent. Well, um, let's just get into it. So, pretty much, uh, I just want to have a quick word about why we decided to do this. Um, you know, you've got a little bit of experience. Yeah. Just a little? One, once or twice. Okay. One, one or two times. But um, I, you, you're the one that's, that, that sort of brought it up, so... Well, this is it. Um, you know, anyone that knows me will know that I'm probably one of the least people that you'd expect to do this. You know, why this guy? Why is he? He doesn't tend to talk at all. Um, and that's probably true. I don't tend to talk an awful lot. Um, I tend to be the one in the room that likes to listen. Um, I listen to other people. I will f- let them tell me what they think and eventually I'll form my own opinion. Um, not generally based on anything that anybody says, but I like to listen. Um, hate the sound of my own voice. So, you know, that's you know, another it reason to do this. It doesn't get easier. <laughs> um, but really, what, what brought this on is um, I'm recently into a new job. Um, so I made, got made redundant last year from my position where I'd been in the industry for about 10 years. Took a bit of time off and started this new job, which I love. Um, not going to mention where, but you know, it's if you know Geelong, you're probably aware of this place. Um, and let's just say I've my house has a lot more pop finals in it than it used to. <laughs> um, but what it is 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 I get to wander around the uh, warehouse all day. Sometimes too much. Um, I did about 80,000 steps in the last three days, so my legs are exhausted. But while I'm doing that, I get to listen to whatever I like. And recently, it's been podcasts. Um, I've got a an old mate who does three at the moment. So I've been listening to a few of his. Um, one of them, um, uh, Geek Dudes, is the one that I listen to the most. He, Him and two mates. 
uh, very professionally done as far as how it flows and how how they bounce off each other. Um, in other ways, very unprofessional as well with them farting into the mic and talking about um, nostril ejaculation, uh, things like that. So <laughs> the big issues. That's the big like. issues. That's it. Um, well worth a listen to if you're interested. But they just talk geeky stuff, which is what I'm about. Um, and really, you know, I thought maybe this is a good way. Maybe I should start talking. I'm a middle-aged white guy. I've got nothing to say. So let's do it. <laughs> I have I have privilege on my side. That's, That's what it. I can work with. Um, so I mean that was that was basically the conversation. Hey, I'm interested now. I you know have been known to broadcast opinions once or twice before. So you know, g- give me a uh, a pedestal, <laughs> um, and you'll get that option. But um, yeah, I suppose that the whole podcasting thing is something I hadn't done for ages. Um, it's kind of what fills my ear holes. Um, when I'm sort of painting or I'm at home, you know, getting hobby done and stuff like that. So, um, and there seems to be a constant call for different content, just, you know, whether it's game specific, whether it's competitive, whether it's stuff. But again, I feel like that, that hobby time is time very solo. Even, even those times, you know, you've gone over and you've had a hobby session with a bunch of mates, right? 90% 90% of that is all of you sitting in silence doing your own thing. Um, so I find just that kind of chat in the background and that constant and vaguely relevant, um, even if it's not completely relevant, but just that kind of vaguely on hobby topic the stuff keeps me painting probably longer than I would in silence. Um, I know I tend to get more done when you kind of don't realise how long you've been sitting there listening to other people talk shit, so... Um, I figured let's yeah let's talk some shit and hopefully get some more hobby done from other people. That's it. You know we want to promote not only other people's hobby but hobby ourselves. This gives us an excuse to to play more games, paint more minis, buy was, more shit. That was kind of the other piece, right? I was kind of like, oh shit! If we if we start a podcast about gaming and hobby and stuff, we're going to have to do some gaming and hobby. Um, so this forces us to do some stuff, which is an absolute win in my books. Um, so that was, yeah, kind of the other half of the equation that all fell into place. And now we're here. Excellent. Um, well, why don't we introduce ourselves? That's right. No one, no one knows who we are. We are, we are (laughs) are enigmas. Two phantom voices. (laughs) Why don't you go first? Okay. Um, so let's, where do we go? Uh, so Jason, um, Jace, uh, Mouse, for those who have known me from previous lives, but we'll leave that where it is. Um, so previously, you know, anyone who has been involved in Malifaux may have known me from the Unfocused podcast. I was one of the three regular annoying voices shouting opinions from the rooftops about Malifaux second edition. Um, but... Uh, quick background, let's give you a little bit of a history on, on who I am, what we've been doing, sort of how we got here. First, a mum and a dad love each other really much. No. Um, I started getting involved in, and it was Warhammer back in the day, um, back in high school. Um, let's not think about how long ago that was. Um, so, and that was literally just a couple of guys bringing stuff, you know, models that they'd started painting or whatnot to school me going, oh shit, that, that's that's kind of cool. What's, what's this? And then I, you know, sort of delve a little bit deeper and 
picked up my first model and, and from that point on I realized how expensive this goddamn hobby was um, <laughs> for a kid in high school with no no form of income. But we managed. Um, so that was kind of all kicked off. A bit of, you know, Warhammer, a little bit of 40k, a bit of Necromunda, a bit of Dungeons and Dragons back in the day. Um, you know, grew up, left home, sold everything, moved on um, and came back uh, 2008-ish, I think. Um, yeah, we'll say 2008 when literally another mate of mine said, hey, remember we used to play Warhammer? That was kind of cool. Let's do it again. Um, and it was start again and, you know, sort of, you know, build new armies and, and that kind of stuff and kind of re- rediscovering the hobby, which is kind of cool. Um, and then about 12 months later, and this was the beginning of the end, um, a couple of mates of mine have been going to a lot of the the tournaments for Warhammer Fantasy, and for a very long time, I had been a staunch believer in I don't want to play against rules lawyering dickheads. I don't need that in my life. I can play in the garage, and we can all have fun, and let's just leave that out. But um, they convinced me to go to this tournament, and that was Convict 2009. So that was about a hundred player. Warhammer tournament for seventh edition. Um, and that the bits I can remember of that weekend was still probably one of the best wargaming weekends I've ever had. Um, I got drunker than I had been in a long time. I ended up at, you know, two in the morning in somebody's hotel room playing Super Smash Brothers on the Super Nintendo that they brought along with them. Um, you know, that kind of deal. Um, and I still, you know, catch up with those guys and game with those guys. And that was kind of where it was. And from then on, it was, you know, I, I did the the flying interstate yearly tournament thing for Warhammer. Um, from Warhammer, we sort of started, Malifaux became a thing back when first Ed Malifaux came out. And that was kind of the second each to scratch. Um, you know, I played a little bit of 40k and stuff in between, but nothing serious. And then Malifaux became a thing. So I was playing Warhammer tournaments. I was running a number of Warhammer tournaments. Um, the Rumble in the Bronx tournament in Geelong was one of my things. And I think I've just lost sound. Nope, there we are. Huzzah! Um, Technology. Um, uh, and then Malifaux. And as I said, playing a lot of Malifaux from... First, 1.5, second ed, podcast, running tournaments. So Twitterfoe was kind of my baby for, for Malifaux and grew that to uh, officially the biggest Malifaux tournament in the Southern Hemisphere. I'm still claiming that title. Um, and now, you know, fast forward a little bit further, kid, house, mortgage, you know, nine to five job responsibilities. And it's just casual. It's just, what the fuck can I play? Let's just roll some dice and have some fun. So we're bouncing between every possible game because um, apparently this hobby is like Pokemon. You have to catch them all. And that is me in a nutshell. Brief, brief history of... So, over to you. All right. Uh, well, my name's Brett. I am I'm pretty much a geek, I suppose. I'm into all the geeky things I've, you know heavily into my comics i'm heavily into i play a lot of xbox um going back in my six years that i did at eb games i was there when the 360 came out so um you know when i get home from a hard day at work there's nothing better to kill a bit of time than relaxing on the xbox and 
kill some people, solve some puzzles, whatever you want to do. Um, big into comics, um, big Batman fan, huge Joker fan, um, Star Wars, all of the typical stuff. So, I mean, I've just finished, finally finished watching Witcher, um, and somehow I have convinced my wife to start watching Mandalorian. Oh, well played. I know. Look, it, it took a lot of work and a lot of joking around. Um, there's a bloody 10-inch pop vinyl Baby Yoda in the house, which my son loves, my son um, Luke, uh, so you can see the Star Wars reference there. Um so we're about halfway through that. So your typical stuff, anything geeky, I generally love it. Okay, so I'm just going to stop you for two seconds. Go for it. Big into comics and a, a huge Batman fan. I don't think we've sold that or really, okay. <laughs> really encapsulated. Um, yeah, okay. So upstairs I've got a couple of bookcases full of graphic novels. I have... What is it at the moment? I'm I'm delving into short boxes. So I've got 13 short boxes and I'm overflowing those of single issue comics. Um, there's artwork upstairs. Well, it's artwork throughout the house. There's Joker aspects throughout the house. Um, I have a number of Joker statues. I have uh, an image from Killing Joke tattooed on my leg. Um... My wife and I met through a mutual love of Batman, um, so I've got uh, I've got that to thank. So, yeah, this this is this is a very geeky house, and you know, my daughter's first one of her first words was Harley. So, we're bringing them up right, um, <laughs> getting them in early. My son is Star Wars obsessed and he's never seen it. He's still three, so I haven't introduced him to it yet. But I think I think he's of that age where he knows that Star Wars is a big part of my life and he is trying everything he can do to impress me, which I will, you know, nourish as much as I can. Like, give me more of that. Um, so, yeah, the Joker is big for me. You know, obviously I, I glossed over it a little bit, but yeah, it's, it's pretty huge. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's just an example of the, the sort of shit that I like. The, you know, anything geeky, nerdy, whatever you want to call it. Um, I blame my grandmother back when I was about uh, eight or nine. When I was a kid, we moved around a lot. We spent no more than three years in a, any given any given country until I was 14 or 15. And when I was eight or nine, my grandmother walked into a store saying, I've got to buy a present for my grandson. What are kids into? And what did they give her? They gave her the basic edition of D&D. And that just kicked it off from there. You know, look... <sighs> My English teachers used to get annoyed at me and ask me to stop writing fantasy stories for any given project that they would give me. Um, And then when I was early teens, we moved to England. And, of course, I got introduced to Games Workshop there. Still in its early sort of days, like, um, you know, this is back first edition 40K, um, Rogue Trader sort of stuff. Um, so I dabbled in everything, 
you know, it was fun. It was, um, you know, we, me and my mates, we played Space Hulk heaps. We played Blood Bowl heaps. We had no idea properly, probably, yeah, how to properly play the game. But we used to just make shit up. You know, cheerleader models would end up on the field during the games. I used to play Chaos and try and beat the crap out of the other team and then eventually walk the ball over for a touchdown. I thought that was the right way to play. And, and in some ways it still is. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, we used to... I picked up a, an American football one Christmas when I was back here and took it back to England. And we... The group of mates and I used to throw it around the rugby pitch and spend more time just barreling into each other, knocking each other over than, you know, actually going after the ball. So, you know, we made our own forty, uh, our own Blood Bowl. Um, we dabbled in 40K. We dabbled in Epic. Uh, we had a one single Epic squat model, which used to appear on the board in every single game. Um, and he, I think his name was Dave from memory. Um, so what happened? I ended up, you know, obviously came back to Australia I, uni days, I started seeing this girl. It got quite serious. She thought that these models were fairly childish. So, yeah, typical story, I'm sure. Um, we, so they got packed up for a while. Um, luckily, my wife now thinks they're fantastic. She doesn't understand them exactly, but she is very artistic and loves the, the painting aspect and, and lets me do what I need to do to enjoy myself um so yeah definitely don't go for the ones that try and <laughs> pigeonhole you and we're, we're doling out life lessons here. yeah that, that's that is it. relationship yeah. red flag material stuff People absolutely just leave her yep that's that's all i'm saying just leave her do us all a favor minis uh, before hose <laughs> um anyway when that sort of happened i started delving into the more the CCG side of things. So collectible card games started with Magic, as most people do. I've still got a huge box upstairs with you know, cards from Rage, um, the Simpsons CCG, Monty Python and the Holy Grail CCG, all those sort of things. I got heavily involved into the Raw Deal Wrestling collectible card game. Uh, even travelled over to Adelaide for the first Australian Championships there, uh, which was a bit of fun. Uh, and then uh, a company called Sabretooth Games released a 40k card game, which I got into and loved, loved, loved. Um, I played every single race. The, the 40k CCG, if anybody ever played it, it's it was broken, like, Every single aspect of it was broken, and it pretty much became who could get their broken move off first would end up winning. Um, I played Chaos for two or three tournaments straight without losing a game, and then the tournament director asked me to, to try and change it up a little bit, so I think I played either Tyranids or Dark Elder the next tournament and won that too. Um, soon after that, I ended up becoming... Uh, a rep for Sabretooth Games. Uh, they were done, distributed out of New South Wales by a company called Wal Walrus and Carpenter from memory. Um, and I looked after the Scouts Australia-wide for that. Um, so that was pretty much your, your tournament directors for the yep. card games. Yeah. Um, 
after that, I got back into the minis a bit more. I did some demoing for War Machine when that first started. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. It was, it was fun for the couple of months, if that, that I did it. Um, and then these days, it's pretty much anything that, that grabs the fancy, you know. Um, Games of Malifaux, um, Underworlds is one that I'm really excited about. Although, you know, I... I'm a casual gamer. I like having fun. I don't like going and, you know, I don't like people that play to win. You know, it's fun to win. It's fun to lose. It should be, it should be both ways. Um, and, you know, Jason and I are both organizing a Blood Bowl league down here as well. We're, uh, COVID happened and we're we're stuck at the moment. We've got the grand final and one game. One, yeah. Grand final and the playoff for third to happen in our third season. Um and then after that we'll start looking at fourth season and, and uh see where we can go for that. So yeah, nice little friendly um group of guys that we just get together, have a bit of fun. Generally doesn't matter who wins, who loses, as long as everybody's enjoying themselves and we call it the Fisty Cuffs Cup. And that's, <laughs> trophy is a giant fist. Yep. You get yep. the idea. The We're taking it super is, seriously. Oh, the trophy is absolutely legendary. I love it. Um, giant 3D printed fist with knuckle dusters. That's the, It's bigger than my hand. Yeah. So. <laughs> Goes in just right. <laughs> a lot of lube. Or is there? So, oh, wait, there's always time for so, that. <laughs> I suppose the key difference between uh, your your wargaming and, and sort of gaming history and mine is you actually did spend some time winning games. Um, <laughs> I've won some games. I've, I've lost a lot more. Yeah, that, that was my primary. Even when I was, you know, henchmaning and running tournaments and all that kind of stuff, I let's, wasn't doing well. Um, and I suppose that's probably the other half is I never ventured into any game that didn't involve models. So none of these... Card game stuff. Mm. Even even Underworlds, which I have dove, dove into a little bit, I suppose. The, the whole concept of building the deck, not the models, is the it breaks my brain. See, that's it. I've got that history, and yeah. I just love that aspect of of sitting there and trying to work out the synergy between cards and working out what will work, what won't. Um, and that you know, Underworlds did that for me. It took me right back to those days where. You know, I used to spend hours and, you know, we'd, we'd get together with friends, we'd open boxes of cards, we'd, you know, distribute them out and, and play all night and drink and shoot the shit, you know. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I have never been as drunk as I have been wargaming, but that's a whole other, <laughs> whole other story. Um, we'll revisit some of those, or the bits I can remember again at some stage. Um, all right, well, let's... Take a break there, just regroup, work out what we're going to talk about next, and we'll come back and talk about it. Excellent.
And we're totally back. Look at that. I didn't even mess up the recording bit, I wow. don't think. Um, it's been a while and I'm pretty rusty. fucking rusty. So um, <laughs> hopefully this all works as intended. So, Otherwise, you've just listened to the shittest episode yeah. ever. And it's all on you then. <laughs> <laughs> just half an hour of that. Um, so talking about stuff that we're doing in hobby, is that is that what we're doing? Sounds good. All right. That, I think that's going to, you'll find that being a relatively regular feature because again, it forces us to actually do some hobby. That's right. Um, what have I been up to? That is a million dollar question. So I am in a world of a thousand projects, um, which means none of them is getting done. Um, but some, some stuff that I'm kind of pretty pumped on and getting involved in, um, Malifaux has been a bit of a, a rekindling of Malifaux. Third edition's come out. It's settled for a little bit. I didn't have time to really get involved, and the, the scene died off pretty heavily between second and third ed. And it's that just was starting to really creep. because of the announcement of the third ed, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that kind of some idiot leaked it, and then um, they had to kind of do a real public beta test that lasted forever. And so no one wanted to play second ed and no one wanted to play beta and it, the whole thing just kind of died in the ass for a bit. Um, third ed's out, it's actually pretty shiny, but a lot of the people who are playing second ed haven't invested the time and effort because in that time they've all found other games and shit to play. Um, but that's just starting to emerge a little bit locally. So I'm getting a little bit excited about that um, and it, trying to trying to play this balance between being the completionist um, and, and that I am and having to catch them all um, and yeah, trying to restrict myself. Um, so the way, way I've done this is in second ed, I had a whole bunch of everything and I was slowly just collecting the game. Um, third ed, less time, more games. I basically said, right, I'm going to stick to outcasts and 10 thunders. They're the two factions. I'm not going outside of those two factions. That's where we live now. Um, but now I have to just fill in the gaps of all the stuff I used to own, uh, or all the stuff that I don't own for third ed. Um, and then we'll consider the stuff that they've re-sculpted, but that's a problem for future me. Um, if they would stop re-sculpting things prettier than the second ed sculpts, that would be lovely. I'm looking at you, Masaki box. So, um... Currently on the painting desk or on the assembly desk at the moment, and I had forgotten what assembling Malifaux models was like. Um, I didn't. Comic <laughs> debt. So that's um, from the Ten Thunders faction, um, Monaco Ray, who looks basically like Vega from Street Fighter, um, a couple of funky demon things that are made out of origami, and a giant flaming wheel. And that's half of the reason I love Malifaux, the fact that I can use that description to explain things um so the giant flaming wheel when you looks like a giant flaming is, wheel is exactly what it says he's got a face um but he's assembled i got that far i assembled half of monaco and when i'll come back to you later um because uh, and in the meantime yeah i've assembled some giant games workshop stuff and fuck i assembled um my Gribo dark elves let, let's talk about how I get excited about things. So Grebo Dark Elves, um, I ordered as part of the last Kickstarter. They arrived. I got very excited. I found out or was reminded that they were metal models. That made me very sad. Um, I powered through and cleaned up and assembled metal models and gave them kind of a, a once-over spray and, and painted a model just as a test game. 
and then jumped onto the next project. So there's currently a full 16-player Dark Elf Grebo team with one model painted. Everything else has been sprayed to base color and then I've moved on to the next one as part of our sort of, you know, internal Christmas kind of Chris Kringle thing that we did. Um, I got given a, a fully converted um, high elf team um, last Christmas and they will be my season four. We're four. on the season four. Yep. They'll be my season four team. Um, again, I've painted about three of those 16 models. So they are also on the painting table next to the dark elves, um, next to our Christmas in July, Chris Kringle that I'm currently in the middle of that. I won't mention just because I don't want to give anything away. Um, as well as what else is sitting there? Um, entry for a painting competition that I will talk about in a little bit that is still in the box and I haven't actually assembled. Um, as well as, oh, I bought a bunch of, and Steamforge did these and they were cool. Um, they did it as a Kickstarter a while ago, Dungeons and Doggies. Um, so effectively, and it's literally what it says on the tin, they are Dungeons and Dragons characters, fighters and warlocks and wizards and fucking bards and, and all kinds of shit, right? But all of them are dogs. So there is a golden retriever wizard and there is a corgi paladin and all this. Yeah, you're with me. <laughs> so I bought those. So, um, and it, conveniently, I've actually got a bunch of friends who aren't nerds, so aren't going to listen to this, so I can talk about it. Um who all have dogs and it happens to be that all of those dogs are represented somewhere amongst the three fucking boxes. Um, it's not like they could all buy dogs that you know in one box, but anyway. Um, so I'm currently painting up three boxes. Did you? I literally bought all three boxes because I needed at least one dog from each of the box for, to do this, to get the five of them <laughs> so I could give them to each of the individuals. So I'm slowly working through, I said five of those dogs and then I'll worry about what I'm doing with the rest Probably when we decide we're running a Dungeons and Dragons campaign where we're all dogs. Because I feel like that should happen. Um, Seems legit. So that is a sample of what's currently on the desk. <laughs> um, there's probably some other stuff, but that'll do. Just one or two. Yeah. Look, I'm... If you're listening to this, you've probably seen some of Jason's work. And he is... He's a phenomenal painter. He is always pushing himself further. He's he's painting these models. They look amazing. I'm not that. I'm very I'm very bad at painting. Look, you know, contrast paints came out from GW, and that's they are not a bad thing. Well, like, you know, they're helping me. That's for sure. It's it's my painting style has gone to you know. At least starting with a bit of contrast rather than painting colours and then sticking a black wash through everything. Which is still valid. Which, you know, it, it didn't look too bad. I mean, can, you know, if you're comparing this to way back when, um, my very first paints that I bought through GW, it was a, one of their first sort of paint boxes. Is that the one that came with Little Chaos Warrior? And that's no, 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 didn't, no, well before that. There's, we are talking uh, 20 to 30, yeah, closer to 30 years ago. Okay. Um, so I bought this, or I got given this, this paint box for Christmas. We took it away. We went on a, a family trip to, to see my uncle. And my brother and I, we painted models m most of the time on this uh, excursion, let's say. 
Um, and we painted blood models. We painted whatever we had because back then we just had models and we, we got models because we liked the look of them when we could afford them. Um, so I've still got some upstairs actually, but the paints in this set were pink, brown, bronze, rotting corpse skin. There was like an ink, like the, it was the weirdest combination. So I've got some very bizarre looking models and in all honesty, my painting probably hasn't improved an awful lot from then. Um, contrast has made it a little bit easier for me, but because of that, I don't tend to, to try to push myself too hard to, to paint a lot of models. I've got a couple of things on my desk upstairs ready to go. I have um, uh, Underworld's team. There's a set of four wood elves. Um, which all look very impressive. I have done one of them, um, just playing around with the style, and I think it worked all right. Um, so I've got the base color, or I've got the first color for the skin done on the other three, and I started one more color on on another one. So they're kind of getting there, but because I've got one done, now I've got to get all four of them done. That's how it works. That's it. Uh, a couple of guys and I have been intrigued by Star Wars Legion, so I picked up some of those models because you yeah, don't make that face at me. Like, yeah, it's Star Wars. I don't, even if I don't play the game, like and yeah, my nerd creds just dropped. Um, I mean, and I, I've got all these images in my head of the bloody Batman miniatures game. Which is done by Night Models, which has amazing models. They are They're glorious. Oh, they are stunning. I should paint them one day. I have. I I think I counted. I think I've got like ninety models, and these these are all like mostly metal. They're really in depth. They they look like the characters from I think originally were based off the Arkham uh, computer games. And I've got like 90 models and I haven't played a single game. So then it may happen with, with Star Wars that that's the same sort of thing. But because it's Star Wars, I had to get some models. So I've mostly done Vader and I've put the base coat on some Stormtroopers. So I've got to get a bit more done on them. I've got to get some, I want to pick up some of the texture paints to do the bases. And then, then we'll see if Vader is actually done or not. Um, and then lastly, I've got to get my. Blood Bowl team ready for next season. Um, so it's the models are half assembled, assembled, um, apart from one or two which I still need to purchase somehow because I haven't quite. I've got an idea in my head, and part of that idea is fully in my head. The other part is vaguely a, in my it's head. Still a vague. Oh, yeah. it's so vague. You know, there's there's one model which I would love and would be perfect for what I need. Um, and it hasn't been made for like two years, so I'm going to be screwed over trying to get that if I try. Um, that's, oh, and I should probably start on the Chris Kringle thing, but yeah, that's, that's tomorrow Brett's problem. Yeah. I assembled mine. Oh, let's start. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and I've got a, a Malifaux model I need to pick up, which I might do tomorrow. Yes. Um, and then I'll think about trying to assemble the thing. Yeah. They got better. To be fair, they got a lot better. <laughs> okay. Um, no more curiosity killed the cat sort of thing. Oh, no. The Nightmare boxes didn't get better. Um, <laughs> I have one of those sitting upstairs. I'm definitely painting the unicorns, but anyway. 
Um, we should totally play Batman at some stage, though. That we would should. Be yeah. Thing. It, it will force me to paint that Teen Titans box that's sitting up there, begging might, me to. Might be a reason for for another podcast. That could be a good reason. Yeah. Um, and that will probably be the format of a lot of the future ones. We will have played a game with probably no prior knowledge and we probably haven't read the rules. Um, but then we will give you a bit of a rundown on how it plays or how we played it. Um, that may or may not be how it actually plays when you follow the rules and know what you're doing. Oh, look, you know, if you guys want to give us feedback that that yeah, <laughs> that we've played a, a game completely wrong, I'm all for that. I think that'd be absolutely hilarious. As, as an aside of, of the games that I've played completely wrong now, my fault. I was a henchman for Weird for Malifaux. So I was, you know, the the same way that whatever War Machine had their official demos and stuff. That was my job. I can't and By job, I was, was never called. paid. Um, pundits for Guildball, something else. But either way, um, so I was officially doing demo games and running tournaments and rules adjudicating and stuff like this. I ran a demo game um, that we videoed with um, Rich from Throw the Dice and I literally had to post after he posted the video and just start correcting every single thing that we did wrong because, oh my God, there's a lot of it. Um, but, you know, I hadn't played Third Ed. Um, much if at all, but so yeah, feel free to do that. That is, we'll we'll talk about things, and you'll be like, no, "That's not how it works at all." You oh, it'll happen. Yeah, so I can't I, wait for it to happen. I'm actually kind of really looking forward to that, so we can correct ourselves out of context in future episodes, yeah. and then we can we can take a vote on whether our version of the game is better or not. Probably, yes. <laughs> I usually find and kind of throwback to the the history, um, you know of us getting into wargaming and stuff back in the day when you're like, I don't know what this rule is. We could look it up or we could just make something up that's cooler. Cheerleaders um, going onto the pitch in Blood Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I'm a hundred percent on board with some of that stuff. It just makes the game better. Um, you get too official and, and you just suck the life. Um, it's all about the fun. That's it. So in between that, I mean, we've played a little bit of Malifaux and a little bit of, what else did we play? Blitz Bowl. Blitzball. That was a thing. Um, so they will all be games that you get a little bit of a taste of in future episodes. Um, but that's probably enough. That's probably it. So. Um. Uh, stuff coming up. And this is kind of our opportunity to throw back to other stuff that's happening in the community and stuff that we would love you to support if you're listening because we're assuming we're only going to talk to the three people on the same block as us. Mm-hmm. Um so, there is a couple of things. One is a 40k tournament. I don't play 40k, so I know shit all about it. Um, is a new edition coming? Oh, there is. There is. I've watched the internet explode. It was great. Between that <laughs> and GW price hike and the entire internet just exploded. Um, or just my Facebook feed. That, that's a thing. Um, do we know anything about this 40k tournament? This 40k tournament, uh, the Geelong Town Open. Uh, it's apparently going to be on on the 4th to the 5th of July. COVID restrictions pending? Notwithstanding, yes. Um, so I believe they are, if not sold out and very close to being sold out. So if you are going, good luck. Um, hopefully it works out. Hopefully it happens. Um, you know, touch wood, all that sort of thing, because COVID has really screwed up a few things recently. Yeah. Um, done a number, but yeah, all going well. I hope, uh, I hope you do well. Failing everything. Um, even if you aren't going or whatnot, the, the Geelong 40k scene is quite fun. 
it's kind of it's super friendly they they push each other there's a lot of shit talk between the guys so if you get a chance just to duck into any of these tournaments and have a gander and chat to the guys it's that's actually a lot of the fun um and just stick your beak at armies and see what what hobby people have been up to um if it's in a licensed venue it's even better because some of those guys get loose um i'm not sure if this one is but that's definitely one to get along to at least for a gander if you don't already have a ticket the other one I wanted to talk to was uh, a painting competition that, um, again, reached from Throw the Dice. Um, so Throw the Dice is a local gaming store that we've got um, here in Geelong. And he's basically running a painting competition um, that is on July 18th. And Rich is a legend. Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a pretty, Much pretty stellar guy. Um, he runs the local Age of Sigma tournaments. Um so he's run a, a few of those now and gets a pretty good response um, and possibly the most excited person about Wargaming you are ever likely to meet. So um, if you don't do anything else, get into Throw the Dice in Hearn Hill and um, when they're open, when you're allowed and um, you know, give them a look, have a chat. You'll, you'll come out excited about hobby if nothing else. Um, but it's uh, Throw the Dice's first painting competition. Um, and basically the, the cool thing about this, right, is um, he said the theme for the painting competition is from the darkness. Now, that could mean anything to anyone. Um, and he's basically said it can mean anything to anyone. So base size is open. Model range is open. Um, scale is open. Do whatever the hell you want. Just make whatever you enter about a small scene that just gives you the moment before life or death. Give us that, you know, from the darkness scene. Um, and immediately when he started talking about it, my mind started racing with the thousand different ideas that we could possibly put in. Um, so any miniatures, any game, any moment, just make something cool. Um, it's like five bucks to enter. So it's not even a thing. Um, and then he's going to do some really cool sort of videos of all the different displays and, and that kind of in stuff. In the darkness? He will, I hope so. Or will there be lights on? I guess it depends whether we want to see the models or not. Um, either way, he'll do something cool. He's, he's a big one for, for that kind of fun. Um, but yeah, so that is, what is it, July 18th at Throw the Dice um, for the pittance of five bucks. Paint something, throw it in there, um, get some hobby going. That's often a good, good idea just to... Um, each of these things just to, to get your painting too. So, yeah. you know, I haven't done an awful lot of painting um, competitions per se. I've already discussed my um, painting prowess. Um, but I did enter, uh, I think, uh, Pat at um, when he was running GW yeah. in Geelong did a, you know, uh, I think it was just an Age of Sigma. Um, what are they called? Stormcast? Stormcast, that's the word. Yeah, the, the Space Marines, but uh, the fantasy ones. Yeah, the fantasy Space Marines. Um, and it was just, you know, a painting competition on the free one of those that they gave away. Um, and I literally did mine. I left it at the last minute and did it in two nights. But it was it was a good challenge. And, it, it, you know, I enjoyed it. And I still like the way mine turned out. So um, just even entering these things, things will get you motivated. And the cool thing about this, and realistically any painting con- competition um, that gets me going is it... A lot of the time, it's not about who wins. Like, who gives a shit who wins? Um, what it's about is the, all the cool ideas that people come up. And I have the same thing at, you know, um, 
wargaming tournaments with that whole armies parade display best painted voting thing i don't give a shit who's best painted i just want to go around and find cool ideas and cool conversions and cool paint schemes and stuff that people have come up with um so a lot of it is just about that it gets again it just gets you a little bit more excited about doing hobby and get some other cool ideas then that you can run with and do stuff so um don't give me that oh i'm not gonna win so i'm not gonna enter thing that's bullshit stop it um it's as a good most people aren't gonna win motivation to get some stuff painted and just you know said throw some cool ideas out there that's it um, one more shout out I wanted to do actually is um, not that I have partaken, but obviously with the state of the world being what it is currently and, and COVID um, forcing us all into our homes and stuff, I wanted to give a shout out to the Geelong Underworlds crew because they they have a lot of fun they they love their games they get together usually Fuck, they're keen about that game eh? yeah two times a week generally when you know you know the world isn't ending um but throughout this time um they have been playing zoom games on a very regular basis um and if you're interested if you you know you can't get to the store for for a game and you're interested in underworlds by all means contact them um matthew bruce has been doing an amazing job just pushing that and um getting people excited getting people motivated and it's it's really phenomenal to see um just how much games they're getting in in a time when you know it was impossible i mean you and i got together for an online blood bowl game like once or something oh, we got, we, i think we got twice oh we, twice we got, yeah, yeah we, we did we totally got two games in four um, games in because once we were on we we're like now let's go again. yeah that's it um, but um you know these guys two maybe three times a week and, they're and, getting games in. and this isn't zoom. like an online game this is literally setting up got cameras and zoom yeah. and yeah, it, it's doing it properly. Yeah. Um, so huge kudos to those guys. I haven't partaken. I'm sorry, no, neither guys. have I. Um, but I'd like to. It's yeah, but you know, the effort that those guys have gone to, and and the amount of games that I'm seeing going on throughout the chat is is really that is mental. Yeah, really good. Cool. All right. So I guess we'll be back. You know, provided. We want to do it again because really do it again. doesn't matter what you think. You'll, you'll <laughs> listen to it or you won't, guys, but um, we'll probably do it again if we feel like. Yeah. And next time we'll uh, we'll have a game. We'll chat about said game. We will say what we liked, what we didn't like, you know, how much we drank, whatever. You know. Stuff. It's, it's, we'll it's going to be laid back, laid back gaming, pretty thoughtless, and, and we'll just talk shit. Sounds good. Cool. Catch you then. See ya.